You are tuned in to the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl Watchlist Show with your hosts Rick Staratella and Joe Everett, featuring NFLPA Bowl Executive Director Dane Vandernath. Back, back at it again. It's another edition of the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl Big Board Show. I am your host, Rick Saratella, for today. Rocking and rolling with Dane Vandernat and Von Hutchins. I'll introduce them in just a second. But just to let you know, hey, we are less than two months away. The college football season just breezing on by. Uh, get your tickets, book your flights, get your hotels. It's the ninth annual NFLPA Collegiate Bowl at the historic Rose Bowl, January 18th, all week long there in Pasadena. Looking really uh, forward to this, especially the weather here in New Jersey, getting a little bit frigid. Uh, I hear there's a lot of rooftop pools in Pasadena, so we're going to go skinny dipping today. I'm going to get Dane Vandernat and Vaughn Hutchins here that uh, have scouted the country, looking for town. They're going to give us the skinny. What's the 411? and uh, run through some of the player commitments here that are coming out to Pasadena that will be participating in the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. And uh, we'll get to break them down with uh, some in-depth scouting reports here on the podcast. We'll take a look ahead at some of the key matchups. Everybody's got their eyes on Ohio State, Penn State. How's the college football playoff landscape going to shake out? How did the playoffs impact the All-Star game process? We'll talk about it all. And to do that, we have, uh, hey, the men of the hour, uh, of course, Dane Vandernat, 10 years with the Oakland Raiders, uh, director of college recruiting here at the NFL PA Bowl, Von Hutchins, uh, six, seven years in the NFL, another six or seven in the uh, scouting world with the Oakland Raiders as well. And shout out to our entire staff, Dave McLuhan and uh, Riley McKenzie, Ron Hill, of course, with his uh, knowledge and experience, I mean, uh, combined, uh, probably got to be close to a hundred years of scouting experience on our staff. So we're proud of the team we've assembled. Of course, Marvin Lewis, Hugh Jackson, the big time coaches, uh, for this week's event. And boy, oh boy, wait till we start unveiling the coaching staff. Uh, we are talking about hall of famers and legends of the game. But with that being said, let's welcome in our legends here each and every week on the NFL PA Big board show. He is Dane Vandernat. He joins us now on the hotline. We welcome him in and say hello to the people, Dane. <laughs> hey, people. Hey, Rick. Hey, Vaughn. Uh, is it true, Vaughn, you guys are out there skinny dipping? <laughs> I have no clue what's going on outside of this household because it's way too cold. <laughs> well, you know, hey, yeah. like they say down here at the Jersey Shore, when it comes to skinny dipping, no sausage and peppers in the pool. But, hey, we're going to talk about a different kind of skinny <laughs> dipping. We're going to break it down with some football analysis. And, hey, uh, let's get into it and have some fun here with it. Uh, you know, Vaughn, we appreciate you coming in and hopping on. And uh, those of you tuning in and don't know, uh, Dane and I hopped on Monday. Today's uh, Thursday, November 21st. Dane and myself hopped in the beginning of the show uh, so there's still, still time to go back and listen to that show. Today we're going to get you ready for the weekend. I'll be up at uh, Rutgers with the Michigan State game. I'll get into that more later on. But let's talk about some of these commitments because uh, social media has run wild. Uh, it's It's been crazy with the commitments, the player announcements. And, you know, before we dive into that pool, Dane, do you want to just elaborate a little bit more on the policy here at the NFL PA Bowl for those maybe wondering, hey, you know, we're kind of 
uh, laying back a little bit on the social media promotion. Yeah, absolutely. And that just has to do with, you know, us agreeing with the coaches or letting the coaches know that, hey, look, we don't want to be a distraction. Football is obviously a team sport and there are collective goals here for for all these teams as they continue on in their pursuits of bowl games and college football playoffs or just finishing the season strong. So we didn't want to be a distraction to that. So our policy this year is that, you know, we're going to announce our full rosters at the conclusion of the regular season here in a couple weeks been excited to see these responses coming in obviously some of these guys are taking to social media and the schools are you know excited for them and promoting them themselves and we're obviously happy and ecstatic to see that but um you know we'll we'll be announcing our stuff here in a few weeks and you know just exciting to uh you know get to that point finally here absolutely and we'll be talking about some of those players right now so the good thing is hey a lot of people around the league executives scouts gms tuning into the show, paying attention. They might hear about you right now. So with that being said, let's kick it off with Vaughn and uh, break down one of these players here that have committed to the NFL PA Bowl. Vaughn, who do you want to jump into the pool with first here? (laughs) Well, I'll speak (laughs) about a guy that not many uh, fans may know, uh, a guy from a small school at North Greenville. Uh, Chauncey Haney, I've spoken about him in previous podcasts just because when I went into the school and I talked to everybody there, uh, uh, they loved the kid. I met him. I talked to him. Uh, we had a good conversation. This is during the summer. And, you know, initially it's the physicality, how how precise his length, uh, what his frame looks like. It looks like a basketball frame. There's a DN uh, body in that frame, you can tell that he's going to grow it and get bigger. Uh, but then you watch the tape and you see physicality, you see toughness, you see effort. Uh, he has things he needs to work on, and obviously he's coming from a small school. Uh, the level of competition isn't there. But it's not hard to find him on tape, and that's one of the first things that you look for when you're going into a small school. Uh, I don't need to ask the coach who am I scouting. I should be able to notice right from the beginning when I cut the tape on, okay, number 11, that's my guy, Chauncey Haney. That, that, that's him. Hey, coach, does he play like this consistently? Because I like this. Coach, does he do this on a routine basis? Because I think that he can do that extremely well on the next level. You know, and that's the type of guy that I saw. So we're excited to have him out. Uh, I like his upside. Uh, last year he played high. Uh this year he's playing much better. He he did play better. Uh, 16 tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks, led the team in tackles as a defensive end. He was all over the field. So uh, just wanted to highlight him and let draft Knicks know, let the fans know, let people all across the country know that, uh, you know, this is a guy that, that just didn't pop out of nowhere. You know, he, he, he's been on scouts' radars. Uh, it's just really a matter of he just doesn't have the, the national recognition simply because he's from a small school. No doubt about it. And, you know, I appreciate you putting him on our radar because that was a guy really not familiar with until you mentioned him. And then I went back and did some homework on him. And, man, uh, an impressive-looking player, as you mentioned, Uh, a guy here who I think is really, when you take a look at the NFLPA roster and how it's being assembled, uh, this is the type of game that a player like this is is meant for because he can really – drastically, quite frankly, drastically improve his draft stock with a strong week because now he's playing 
with FBS Power Five Conference kids, and I'm really looking forward to getting him in there. Um, I know Dane is too, and uh, Dane, I know you got a player for us as well. Yeah, well, I mean, we got a few of these guys, so I got to try to narrow it down a little bit. But I mean, I'll stick with defensive end position as uh, you know we're kind of leading on here, talking about these smaller school guys that have you know the physical measurables that have the the consistent play demeanor that play with great passion and and who end up being productive. So for me, it's Trevis Gibson from from Tulsa, uh, you know, and he was one of the guys that I was able to identify early and. I, I hate to say this, and I mean no disrespect to the Tulsa staff there, but, you know, he's playing a little bit out of position there, being an inside guy for them. A lot of the times he's lining up as a three technique, which is the outside shade of the guard, and, you know, at about 6'5", 260, that's just not what he's naturally built to do. That's not what he's going to be asked to do with great regularity in the NFL. So, you know, for me, I was quick to sit there and say, hey, look, as soon as we're able to move this guy outside, which is where we're going to play him at the NFL PA Bowl, as soon as we move him outside, he's going to have a lot more success, having some more space to work with. Things aren't happening necessarily as quickly. And not that I thought those were negative aspects of, or attributes of his game, but just that I think that he's really going to excel once he's in that natural fit position. So, you know, for me – with, with Travis Gibson, he plays hard, he's productive, he's instinctive, he finds the football. I mean, I couldn't be more excited. He comes from, from a program like Tulsa, you know, so it will be a jump in competition for him a little bit. But, um, you know, I really think that he's going to have an opportunity to excel here on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and, hey, you know, at six foot four, I think we have him listed 267, you're exactly right, Dan. I mean, that's going to be exciting to see him kick outside, get that opportunity uh, for scouts to view him in a different light now. And, again, step up in competition and big-time opportunity here. So I think, you know, the, the feedback that I've gotten from the scouting community and the agent community, uh, they've really been impressed with our depth of the roster and the guys that we're assembling. Um, they're all going to be competing uh, to get drafted, and if they're not, they're definitely high-profile priority free agents. So, you know, hey, the great thing about an all-star game is the cream rises to the top. Uh, the alpha dog is always going to uh, win out. And, you know, that's what's beautiful to see because it happens so naturally, and you find out a lot about these young men. So, hey, um, we've had a lot of defensive talk. I'm going to go on the other side of the ball and uh, a guy that I'm excited to see and and, and really just, uh, again, see how he does with the step up in competition here. I know we're profiling uh, some of the mid-major and smaller school guys, but over in the Sun Belt, you know, shout out to Ron Hill uh, for, for putting him on my radar here. Trob Minter, okay, uh, from South Alabama, okay. Sun Belt Nation here, a, a down year. Uh, for the program, one and nine overall, they have yet to win a conference game. But uh, this young man has been an all-purpose standout now for the past two seasons. He's gone over uh, a thousand all-purpose yards back-to-back years now. Uh, he's also a, a nice uh, pass catcher out of the backfield. Um, breaks away, you know, you know, not elite speed, but has a handful of breakaway plays. Can also get the job done. 
in between the tackles. He comes via uh, Gardner City, I believe, Community College uh, in Kansas. So, you know, what was he doing before South Alabama? Well, he was guiding, he was carrying Garden City literally on his back to an undefeated season as they won the JUCO uh, championship. So um, there's some pedigree here. He uh, brings his teammates up. The coaches talk about his high character, uh, somebody that his teammates like to be around. So uh, when you take a look at on the field, off the field, tri-mentor, a journey well-traveled, and it has landed him now in Pasadena on the NFL radar. So we're excited to have that young man come travel across the country and take his talents to the rooftop pools. You talking? No, I'm talking. You're listening to the NFLPA Big Bowl Collegiate uh, Collegiate Bowl Big Board Show. Get it right, Rick. Uh, We're not sleeping here at NFL Draft Bible Headquarters. We're just cranking it around the clock nonstop because we've got to prepare for Pasadena. Uh, If you go onto the website, collegiant.nflpa.com, you can get all of our latest announcements. Of course, we'll be televised on the NFL Network. Uh, We'll be having practices, a live look in to the practices throughout the week. Um, So it's really exciting times. You can get, of course, all of our latest uh, updates, campus confidentials on there. If you want to see the scouting trails, take a look back at we were literally on location across the nation and you can, it's all right there. We're not hiding. It's all right there for you to read and see who we're looking at, who's turning heads. Everything's all there on the website. Make sure you follow them on Twitter at NFL PA bowl, because then you'll see again, all the player commitments. You'll see uh, Dane's tweets and Vaughn's tweets and my tweets and everyone's um, business over there on the Twitterverse. So, uh, hey, we're breaking it down. We're going skinny dipping. What's the 411? Give me the skinny. What's the scouting report on some of these guys who are going to be showcasing their talents at the ninth annual NFL PA Collegiate Bowl? And uh, we'll bring it back around again. We'll do another round here. I'll go back over to Vaughn for another player he wants to discuss. Oh, I mean, just so we can hit all aspects of uh, a team, uh, I wanted to highlight Georgia Southern's Tyler Bass. Uh, same school as Young Ho Koo, uh, and the coaches there rave about this guy's leg strength. Uh, he beat out Koo, uh, when, as a redshirt freshman when Koo was, uh, a junior at the time. So, uh, this is a guy who, this year he's having a down year. Uh, he, confidence has been hit a little bit, uh, but at the same time, this is the same guy that's hit game winners last year as a junior when he, made over 90% of his kicks, uh, game winners in, in bowl games. Uh, so for me, it's about can he regain the same type of confidence as a junior when he was a Lou Groza award winner finalist. Uh, so we bring him out to L.A., allow him to kick in that competition, in that clear air of Southern California, uh, and just see what type of character that he, that he has. What's going on with uh, as far as adversity? How does he uh, how does he defeat adversity? But again, this is a guy that the coaches feel strongly about. Uh, he graduated. They speak about his toughness uh, from a work ethic standpoint, from a willingness to work on his craft. Uh, even now, as far as with the season going on and and having some misses and key opportunities, uh, they still talk about how hard he's worked and how much he's pushed himself 
to get through those moments. So I'm excited to add him out uh, to the bowl game and excited to see what he can do once he's out there. Hey, love it. Always uh, representing special teams one-third of the game. Take a, take a look around the NFL. You see the teams atop the standings. It's because they put an emphasis and value into special teams. So, hey, uh, for all you players out there, maybe some of you guys are at a smaller school or a mid-major program. You want to know, hey, how do I get on the NFL radar? Play special teams because the more you can do, the more valuable you are. If you're an offensive lineman, learn another possession. If you're a guard, learn a center. If you're a center, learn a long snap. Uh, you know, just make yourself uh, versatile. And, again, uh, the more you can do, the more value, valuable you'll be, and uh, you'll get to showcase that versatility at the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. And believe me, you know, scouts will say, hey, you know, they'll come and say, hey, we, maybe we should take a look at this guy over here and take a look at this guy over there. Hey, we're going to put you – in the best position to succeed uh, so you can get right and act right and play right in front of the people who matter. And, hey, over 200 NFL scouts came through Pasadena uh, last year. I'm anticipating uh, a big, big uptick this year uh, with the new scouting staff, the new leadership. Uh, Dane has done a great job here just putting the right people in place. And, uh, you know, you're going to see some changes, and it's going to take some time. But believe me when I tell you, you're going to be excited about the roster when we do announce it. So, Dane, hit me with another player. Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout-out to a Cal Poly uh, player out here, as I am a Cal Poly alumnus. And uh, we've got a Cal Poly uh, wide receiver in J.J. Kosky, who's going to be coming out to our event. And he's, you know, coming from that triple option type offense as a wide out where he doesn't get a ton of opportunities, but when he has, he's displayed an ability to be able to run vertical routes and to be able to get beyond defensive backs and to make big time plays in contested catch type situations. So excited to see him get on up there again, another player who's going to have a jump in competition, but you know, still to your point, Rick Saratella and Vaughn knows this as well, but, you know, if you're not a first or a second or even maybe a third-round draft pick, the odds are you're not going to be starting for your NFL team. So in that case, if you want to remain on the 53, and specifically if you want to be part of that 46 active man roster on game days, then you need to have a role on special teams. And that's just to your earlier point, Rick. You know, for all these guys, you know, we're going to be coaching you up on special teams. we got great coaching staff. The former players and, and NFL assistant coaches who know and understand this all too well. And we always said at the Raiders that, and, and I'm sure Vaughn's heard it from all his other stops as a player, that your best friend as a rookie is that special teams coordinator. And you need to make yourself available. You need to make yourself and you need to will yourself to become a four core contributor or at least have a defined role because otherwise you're just not going to see a field. Hey, we always like to educate and regulate here on the NFL, PA, Big Bowl, Collegiate uh, Bowl, Big Board Show. Rick, you're getting tongue twisted here today. It's Rick Saratella, Dane Vandernat, Von Hutchins, and J.J. Kosky at Cal Poly. I mean, hey, uh, that's a guy, you know, scouts are raving about him. They say, hey, have you, have you seen a wide receiver at Cal Poly? He's like a Venus flytrap over there. He just snatches everything out of the air. 
and uh, he makes big plays. He's averaging over 20 yards a catch. He's got eight touchdowns. He's got over uh, like 900 yards receiving. You say, Rick, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is they only threw for 1,200 yards for for the team. You know, this guy's got 80% of the receiving yards. So not only do the teams know the ball's coming to him, they just can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. So, J.J. Koski, keep a eye on that man out in Pasadena. I know I will be. And, hey, uh, you know what, man, uh, we've been talking about some of these under-the-radar players, but you know what, I'm going to have to keep it keep it under the radar and keep it local because who doesn't like a good edge rusher, right? And uh, we're excited here. Um, this young man I've been following now for quite a few seasons, Cam Gill over at Wagner, he's going to bring it. Uh, his A game over now to the big stage, and he's uh, got 35 career sacks, I believe. He's just a handful of sacks away from the FCS all-time record. He's uh, been, you know, wreaking havoc in the NEC conference now. Probably their, uh, or I know their best pro prospect in the entire conference for the last two years. So um, here's a guy now that teams are going to have questions about, but there's going to be a lot of intrigue. And again, this is the kind of platform now where, hey it's sink or swim time. Uh, you know, sharks will eat and prey will be eaten. It's just the way it goes. And, you know, really at the end of the day, if you want to make money in Pasadena, you better come up, come out and, and show out in one-on-one drills because that's where you're going to make your money, especially if you're a guy that gets after the quarterback. So uh, I'm excited about what he brings to the table. Uh, we're going to see how he holds up and, and, competes against some of the FBS Power 5 conference players, and I know we haven't spoken a lot about those guys here on the show, but believe me, uh, more than 50% of them are, are Power 5, uh, you know, FBS, big-time programs, and we haven't announced the full roster, but you'll see the end product, and you'll be just excited as me. I know you can feel the excitement through the phone line right now because, you know what, they got to buckle me down. Never mind the double chin strap. They got to strap me down to the chair. My wife, Samantha's over here just buckling me down. Don't, don't leave the chair because you're going to go crazy. You're going to smash something in the house. We're going to have to go to the store, buy new furniture. I mean, how many remote controls have we got to go through? Hey, it's getting crazy over here. We're less than two months away from Pasadena, and we got more deals than Crazy Eddie. And I'm telling you, I'm just so pumped up about it. I don't want to sidetrack too much, but I hope you can feel the energy. And listen. Speaking of that, when you're out in Pasadena, the media presence this year, I already got people contacting me. Rick, how do I get a credential? Who do I got to talk to? I want to come out and cover, talk to the players, and scout and get a bird's eye view of what's going on in Pasadena. Well, hey, you can get your media credential on the website there, collegian.nflpa.com. And, uh, you know, that brings me to the next topic because – you know, when you're out there as a media, whether you're a scout, whether you're a draft mix, but especially the media, because um, I come from both sides of the world, and, you know, uh, it, it's a tough racket, whether you're covering the NFL PA game and, or it's the Senior Bowl or the East-West Shrine game, and shout out to those guys who are working hard and doing a great job, too. And, you know, I don't care what all-star game you go to, at the end of the day, there's 112 players, and you've got to somehow, some way, uh, try to get eyeballs on as many players as you can now. An event like the NFL PA Bowl, if you're a team, you've got several scouts there. You can divvy up the assignments. If you're the NFL draft, Bobby, you might only have two guys there. So how do you do it? How do you get eyeballs on all these guys? What's a piece of advice or a scouting tip that we can pass on 
to the younger scout out there, to the media that's coming out to cover the event that has been reaching out to me. Well, I'm going to kick this one off because I, I, I picked up a little trick of a trade back in the day. Someone uh, was lucky enough to pass on to me. And, hey, it's a common sense thing, but unless somebody tells you, you might not know about it. But to me, uh, someone once told me, hey, you know what, Rick, I've been doing this a long time. And, you know, you obviously have to get to the comfort level and, and confidence level in your eye and your scouting ability to be able to do this. But over the course of time, you have a pretty good feel for how to identify talent, right? So uh, when you get to that point and you're at an all-star game and there's 112 players, he said to me, you know what, Rick, if I can get 12 reps on a guy, if I can get just 12 reps on a guy, I have a pretty good feel, and then I move on to the next one. And then I move on to the next one. And you just knock them out one by one as best you can. Now, hey, there's more than one way to skin a cat. I'm just giving you a little trick of the trade that I was able to pick up uh, along the way there that might help you out out there, whether you're a scout, whether you're a media, whether you're just out there in Pasadena and want to understand how to, you know, evaluate all these guys going on at once. It can be a little bit overwhelming. So this, uh, this one, I'm going to kick it off with Dane. I'll go over and start with him. Dan, give us a little piece of advice, scouting tip. How do you cover 112 guys? Uh, you know, obviously going back and watching the film afterwards, but when it's all happening live, how are you keeping tabs on all these guys? Yeah, and I've got two bits of advice here. And Vaughn, I apologize if I'm going to steal your thunder, but um, number one is something I actually learned. When I first got hired at the Raiders, it was by John Kingdon, who at the time was our kind of de facto director of college scouting. And the best piece of advice he ever gave me was whenever you're watching a game or a practice, don't, if you, look, you try to look at everything, you get nothing. You need to focus in on one individual matchup. You need to focus in on one player for either, you know, a, a string of individual plays or, you know, kind of come back and forth and, and get them at different points of a game where the situations may be pertinent to that player's position. But, don't try to watch 11 guys on one side and 11 guys on the other side. If you're trying to watch every play and you're trying to diagram the run while you're also trying to figure out what the safety in the corners doing, you're not going to catch anything that's actually happening. So slow it down, focus in on one thing at a time. And then my other bit of advice when it comes to a week's long scouting is try to focus on one group each day, or maybe it's, you know, two groups. Maybe you're looking at O-line, D-line, or maybe, DBs, wide receivers, or linebackers, running backs, whatever it may be. Don't try to watch every position group all on the same day. You're just going to, you know, get bogged down um, with too much information. Just focus in on one position group each day of the week as you're going through practices. Like you said, at nighttime, you can go back and go watch the tape and then try to cover more bases. But, you know, when you're actually out there and looking at it live, just focus in on one thing at a time. Great advice, too, and, uh, you know, man, if you watch everything, you get nothing. That's a great way to put it. Um, so, hey, again, we're talking about ways to cover now the All-Star events. Again, this applies to all the All-Star events. There's a lot of players out there. A lot of uh, stuff is happening. A lot of people are talking to you. Uh, you know, hey, uh, people are trying to pick your brain constantly, and, and you got to stay laser-focused now. So, hey, uh, Vaughn. Give us a little trick of a trade. Any aces up the sleeve? What can you share with us? Well, Dane made a couple excellent points. I mean, 
if there's a if, if you have an entire week of practice focusing in on a position group or focusing in on each opposing position group, as Dane said, linebackers, running backs, wide receivers, DBs, O line, D line, uh, is extremely important uh, per day. Uh, but in order to get the athleticism, and then you can focus in on actual play style and strength and those things. Uh, try to watch that position group warm up. Try to watch them stretch. Uh, see what type of athletic ability you think that they have, movement skills you think they have, quickness, being flexibility. Get that portion of it out of the way easy in your mind rank how you would view that position group uh then move on to another position group that way when you do get into team drills or one-on-one drills uh which should be uh the key part of the ask of of the evaluation uh, you don't have to worry about what i i think he's this type of athlete or i think that he can be you should know those type of things at that point and then another part of it is if you're able to actually speak to anybody that was engaging with that player uh, in the meeting room, uh, understand and know what the coaches may say about him, you know, what the other players may say about what they hear in the meeting room, that you get key parts of uh, elements that some of the advisors that you spoke to or that the college scouts spoke to on campus will get. You should get that, oh, this guy was attentive, uh, this guy was a quick learner. This guy had issues. And then you can translate it as to what you may see on the field whenever you watch the tape or whenever you see it live. Uh, so those are some things that I think help me when you're looking at, like you said, 110, 115 players during the week, uh, just so you can get a feel for it, what you think they are in, in that setting. Some great stuff here. Von Hutchins, Dane Vandernat, Rick Saratella breaking it down on the NFL PA Big Board Show each and every week. Uh, two shows this week, so if you're tuning in just now and uh, want to go back listen to the archives, we had two for the price of one this week. We're going to try to crank out as many shows as we can, leading you up to that ninth annual NFL PA Bowl on January the 18th out in Pasadena at the historic Rose Bowl. And with that being said, you know, we're going to find out uh, this weekend, you know, who it's, it's like a battle royale. Uh, every week in college football, the the college football playoff hunt. And, you know, this week, again, it's just big-time matchups and uh, Penn State looking uh, to make a last-second race into the college football playoff. If they can dash the hopes of Ohio State, maybe they win. Maybe they win big. Maybe all of a sudden they get consideration. Georgia now in that top four uh, has to fend off Texas A&M. We got UCLA and USC. Hey, not once – the rivalry, what it used to be, uh, but believe me, out in L.A., they're getting pumped and excited for that one. Uh, Cincinnati at Temple. You know, Temple just gets no respect each and every week in that uh, AAC conference there. Uh, You know, I think the last two games, they were underdogs. They came out and won outright. Boy, they are double-digit dogs against Cincinnati. No respect, I tell you. I didn't know Rodney Dangerfield was from Philly. Hey, uh, let's start it off with you, Vaughn. Who are you keeping an eye on this weekend? Vaughn, did you hit the mute? Did we lose you? Yeah, sorry. Uh, I want to keep an eye on East Tennessee State versus Vandy. Really wanted to see Nasir Player, uh, defensive end for East Tennessee State, compete against SEC competition. Uh, We see what he does against guys on his level, against guys in his conference, uh, 
But let's see what he does against some of these guys that are bigger, a little more agile, uh, a little more athleticism and power. Let's see how he holds up at the point of attack. Let's see if we can see him bend the edge and convert some of that speed to power uh, as a rusher. Let's see what type of uh, effort and strength to disengage, shed, make a play on the ball in the run game that he has against SEC competition as opposed to this guy's on, on their level. Yeah, Nasir Player is a guy that's, you know, come through my inbox quite a few times uh, throughout the course of the season. And, you know, just one of those players. I haven't gone around and checking them out. And, you know, that's why we leave these things up to uh, someone like yourself, Vaughn, to let us know. We'll come back next week, talk about how he looks. Uh, Dane, what, what kind of matchups are you keeping an eye on this weekend in this exciting college football uh, agenda? Well, the Southern Californian in me, you know, would be remiss if I didn't give, uh, you know, UCLA and USC's rivalry a little shout out here. But, um, you know, I really want to see how UCLA is going to respond after, you know, their drubbing last week at Utah, see how Chip Kelly's team is going to finish here down the stretch, and then also how USC is going to do. I mean, how are players like Christian Rector going to continue to show up here and, and, and play hard? Obviously, USC is not having quite the season that they had hoped, but, um, you know, they still have a chance here to finish strong and, and, and battle out there in the Pac-12 South. But, you know, the matchup I want to see is going to be also out West in Boise State, Utah State. Obviously, Jordan Love's got a lot of, uh, you know, uh, accolade and they got a lot of hype and, you know, rightfully so. Um, you know, but typical Galay, I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly. He's an outside linebacker prospect we've had our eye on. And then John Hightower there for Boise State. You know, a, another vertical threat wide receiver, also a returner. You know, guys that, as we talked about earlier, have multidimensional aspects to their game, have that element of speed, which is always coveted by the NFL. So I want to see how those guys are really going to go out there and go compete in a nice Mountain West conference battle. Yeah, and I'll tell you, out of all, you know, the, I haven't seen any of those uh, top four teams in person this season, but Utah, to me, was the best team that I saw live in person. Those Utes, man, I, I'll tell you what, if they get into the college football playoffs, nobody wants to play that team. Um, but Utah State, who you were talking about, Dane, Boise State, Utah State, keeping up with the Utahs, uh, you know, Jordan Love, there's a lot of love in the scouting community. You know, the thing is, it, the consistency, you know, uh, how is he going to play against a ranked opponent? Because we've seen him. Uh, I was there week week one against Wake Forest. I think he had three interceptions. And, you know, the result was from the pressure applied in the pocket and got a little bit flustered there. There was a couple other games against ranked opponents where he had a handful of picks. So, this game against Boise State can really uh, influence a lot of evaluators. You've got the NFL teams now, which teams are out of the playoffs, kind of turning their focus onto these games and the bowl season, and especially the teams uh, that need quarterbacks. So, hey, Utah is at Arizona. We know the Pac-12, the way it's been going, uh, you would assume Utah should win this game. But on the road, the Pac-12, it's been the wild, wild west, literally same thing. With Oregon and Arizona State, I mean, listen, I would not assume Oregon, I know they're big-time favorites. Let's not make any assumptions that Herm Edwards staff, with, I should mention, special advisor Marvin Lewis, who will be a head coach at the NFL PA Bowl. I mean, that's a pro staff. You're facing an NFL-style 
uh, team in Arizona State. I mean, Antonio Pierce is on the squad. Uh, Berkovici, the quarterback from a couple years ago, is on the squad, uh, on the coaching staff. There's some really good veteran coaches. And when you got a guy like Marvin Lewis as a special advisor now helping you out with Herm Edwards and that whole staff, hey, this could be an upset alert. So late night, uh, 7.30 p.m., you mentioned USC, UCLA, Dane. Hey, I'll tell you, if Michael Pittman was playing on the East Coast, he'd be a household name, right? But because he's on the West Coast and uh, half the country probably isn't up late at night to to watch that uh, talented wide receiver. And, of course, he's going to Mobile. uh, Hats off to him. And uh, Hawaii's back at home this week. So even if you like the late night, I always love when Hawaii plays because I could watch football till 2, 3 in the morning. Thank God for Facebook Live and Spectrum and uh, keeping tabs on the Hawaii football program because they're the only ones playing at 3 o'clock in the morning if you want live football action. But, hey, uh, that's what it's about. We got the matching full effect of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Central Michigan, Miami, Ohio, Akron. I mean, we got football seven days a week now, fellas. Uh, Georgia Tech is playing tonight. Tomorrow we got Wyoming, Colorado State. I mean, it can't stop, won't stop from this point forward. So we're excited about it. And, again, we're still keeping tabs on players. There's a a lot of moving and shaking in the all-star game selection processes. Uh, Players are going to, you know, move to other games. Spots are going to open up. We're still waiting to hear back from other individuals. And, hey, uh, just because you haven't received an invitation for the NFL PA Bowl doesn't mean you can't still earn one. More invites are still going to go out. Trust me when I tell you. So, hey, we're still watching. We're still keeping our eyes peeled. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to uh, take a journey up there to Piscataway where it's going to be senior day for the Rutgers football team, and they're going to honor Eric LeGrand in a big college football celebration, 150 years anniversary, the birthplace, where it all started, where it all began. I'm so honored and privileged to be a part of it, quite honestly, to just be there. But the celebration, 150 years where it all started, and, hey, they're going through some tough times. Guess what? Should we break some news right here on the NFL PA Bowl Big Board Show? I have a feeling there might be a new head coach in fact. Greg Ciano might be walking through those doors. And, hey, it's a great, exciting time here in New Jersey for the state of the Rutgers football program. But, hey, they got a cornerback there by the name of Damon Haynes. they got an offensive lineman by Kamal Seymour. And, listen, both of these programs have been down and out this season. But there's still talent. Uh, there's a, a defensive end on Michigan State, Willicks, that has been very productive throughout his career. Of course, uh, Dane, you've mentioned Brian Lewerke throughout some of our podcasts, and I think he's the, the first four-year starter since Kirk Cousins. But Michigan State, and say what you want about Mark D'Antonio, and he's on the hot seat, and uh, people calling for his head. That's a mighty fine football coach right there, a guy who knows his stuff. So any – quarterback that's been a multiple year starter you got to pay attention to his track record his history what he's done in the past I I, I can't just go by one season and and have that supersede his whole body of work so uh you know listen down and out year for these two programs in the Big Ten but let's look ahead let's look forward to what Rutgers is going to do in the future and uh Greg Ciano reuniting with that Rutgers program it might happen today it might happen tomorrow but hey Uh, I'll be out there, so if you're listening to the show today, you plan on being out in Piscataway on Saturday, drop me a line, come say hello, 
It's easy. RIC at NFLDraftBible.com. You want to nominate yourself for the NFL TA Bowl? NFLTA2020 at gmail.com. And I'll give you one other piece of advice to these players and something that I can personally vouch for. And this is my parting shot. Okay. In fact, I'm going to call that a teaser right there. I'm going to make you hang on to the edge of your seat to find out what my parting shot is. Because right now we're going to go over to Von Hutchins for his parting shot. Well, I appreciate it, Rick. And for me, I just wanted to say thank you to all the pro liaisons, the BPPs, uh, strength coaches, academic advisors, uh, everyone that's helped us out, head coaches, assistant coaches, uh, secretaries, everyone that's helped us out throughout this process and will continue to, to aid us in, uh, you know, not, not only adding the guys to the roster, but just providing information to us background-wise, uh, updates on status of players, injuries, uh, development, uh, bringing in new guys to watch. Everyone that's helped us throughout the process at all these universities, uh, especially for me down in the southeast, uh, just thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. We appreciate all the hospitality and love that the schools have shown, the pro liaisons, and rolling out the red carpet for us. And, hey, like I said, we've literally been on location across the nation uh, getting into just about each and every school. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a program, a D1 program at least, that we haven't been to. So, hey, uh, the NFLPA thanks you for welcoming, welcoming us in and, uh, you know, providing us that hospitality and information. There's no doubt about that. Uh, let's go over to Dane Vandernat for his parting shot for this week. What do you got for us, Dane? Well, I mean, shoot, I have to echo what Vaughn said there and what you're saying here. I mean, in, in our first year here, I think we can all sit there and, and be in agreement on uh, just the exceptional way that we've all been received going into these programs, uh, speaking and getting the truth from a lot of these contacts that we have. It's just been tremendous. So definitely want to echo that. Um, but, I mean, the other part that I want to echo, too, is really just, I mean, when, when once these players arrive in Southern California, once our rosters are, are assembled, man, it's going to be exciting to see these guys. But I'll tell you what, I'm really excited to sit here and see these guys get the education that they're going to at the NFLPA Bowl. The fact that we have such strong NFLPA leadership and we have people like Lester Archambault who have been there as a player, now as a senior rep manager, and just a, 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 an outstanding resource for all the young men who are going to come participate in our game, be able to walk away with more than just having played in an all-star game. They're going to walk away with contacts. They're going to walk away with a Rolodex of people that they can get in touch with for whatever ventures they may have off the field. And they're definitely going to have the support that they're going to need for anything on the field. So um, just excited for our game, for these rosters, for the NFLPA University that takes place every year down in Pasadena. And, uh, hey, man, it's been a great season all over, and, and I can't wait to watch Ohio State, Penn State this week. That's my parting shot, Rick. Buckle up. It's a double chin strap kind of Saturday, and it's going to be an intense week at Pasadena. And you mentioned the education part of the game. That's kind of the direction where I wanted to go. You know, I'm I'm lucky enough to uh, have a couple draft seminars, some free events where I just, you know, educate players on the draft process because I feel like there's a void out there in the in the world 
where nobody's really doing that for these young men. And I really like to uh, help out the next wave, the next generation of players, educate them on the process because every year we see players uh, that make mistakes or getting taken advantage of, or they just weren't educated. And I think, you know, one of the things I want to educate you on in terms of I get asked almost every day, uh, Rick, how do I get recognized, not just by the NFLPA Bowl, but how do I get recognized more by all-star games? How do I get on the radar? And from somebody who literally gets dozens and dozens, I'm not joking, dozens of nominees daily, emails daily, uh, how do you stand out from the crowd? How do you distinguish yourself uh, when you got individuals like Dane and Vaughn and myself um, on any given day, depending on what email I check, I could have a hundred responses for player nominations. Like how do you separate yourself from the crowd? Well, here's one piece of advice. Here's a little tip that I've kind of really put some emphasis on this year. And I might've said this on a previous show, but I'm going to say it again because I think there's some value to it. When your head coach personally contacts me and writes me or calls me, or for that matter, in 2020, text me. But it's your head coach contacting me, vouching for you, telling me that you deserve the opportunity. That really goes a long way. Because you want to know how that makes a difference? It goes a lot further than just your dad contacting me or you sending your film. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not knocking that. But I'm saying if you want to really separate yourself, go to your head coach. Hopefully you know how to find his office. Go in there and ask him, hey, coach, would you recommend me? Would you vouch for me? And I'll tell you what, it goes a very long ways. And I thought about this. The more I thought about it, the way it applies to the real world and you know, so many times people come through the NFL draft Bible and they go on to the next level, they go on to the NFL, they go on with the college team or whatever. They come to me and they say, hey, Rick, you mind writing me a letter of recommendation? And, you know, when it, when it comes from the head coach, it just means more. And I'm not even knocking your position coach. That's good, too. I like to hear from position coaches. I value, believe me, I value any coach. But when it's the head coach, essentially the CEO, I say to myself, you know, if a if if a employee came to me and said, Rick, do you want to look? Can you write me a letter of recommendation? And I said, Hey, go talk to Samantha, my wife, the CFO. She'll write you a letter. You think somebody wants a letter of recommendation from Samantha? No offense, babe, but hey, they want it from the CEO. They want it from the main man. And to me. The fact that your head coach is reaching out says, hey, he's putting his neck on the line. He's putting his reputation on the line and vouching for you to have an opportunity. And, again, I'm getting bombarded every day, and I love it. But you know what? I can only look through so many emails, and I'll tell you what. When I got a head coach contacting me, telling me, hey, Rick, <laughs> let me take a look at this young man. Believe me, it's going to grab my attention. So that's my parting shot. That's my piece of advice for today. And uh, we'll be back next week to preach and educate 
and teach. But hey, that's what we do here on the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl Big Board Show. I was your host, Rick Saratella. I'm joined each and every week by the Director of College Recruiting, Dane Vandernat. Of course, NFL PA Bowl Scout, Von Hutchins. Uh, hey, we appreciate the love and support out there. And we look forward to seeing you out in Pasadena, January 18th, 2020, at the Historic Rose Bowl. Pay attention online. Go to the website. Check out our campus confidentials. Check out our releases. Hugh Jackson, Marvin Lewis. We're going to be announcing their coaching staff very shortly. And you can get all the information, all the itinerary, the schedule, the agenda, all that good stuff. And, of course, at NFL PA Bowl, not only will you get the NFL PA Bowl tweets, you get all of our tweets and see where we're at. Of course, again, I'll be out in Piscataway. I'll be throwing some things up there on the social media universe. Uh, but, hey, we look forward to doing this each and every week. We'll be back next week to break it all down for you here on the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl Big Boy Show. Please subscribe it, like it, share it, spread the word. We appreciate it. Till the next time, everybody. The NFL PA Collegiate Bowl Watch List Show is part of the All Access Football Network. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe.